Hello and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Thursday, June the 4th. My name is Nick Wasiliev. I am the social media specialist here at Booktopia and this is a podcast about reading in the time of isolation and social distancing. Joining me once again today is our brand and content manager, Mark Harding. Hi, Mark. Hey, Nick. And our fiction category manager, Ben Hunter. Hi, Ben. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? Very good and keen to get stuck in. Um, so let's dive headfirst uh, into the books that we have been reading. And I'll go to you first, Mark. Uh, what's, uh, what have you been reading over the last week? Um, so you know me and my love for a good horror novel. <laughs> yes. I've, I've come across one this week. It's a couple of years old. Um, it's called The Deep, and it's by an author named Nick Cutter. Um, who is kind of semi-well-known for a book that he wrote about 10 years ago called The Troop, uh, which is a wonderful little body horror novel about um, some scouts who get trapped on an island with a vicious outbreak of a virus that's quite um, awful. Uh, And this book, again, kind of is about a virus, um, but it takes a very different kind of turn. So the idea is uh, there's a plague that is decimating um, mankind that is making people forget things. So it's like a a supercharged version of Alzheimer's that is highly contagious. And the only, there's no cure, but there's research going on because at the same time that this virus has been decimating the world, they've discovered this substance at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, which seems to have some kind of healing ability, but nobody knows exactly what it is. And so the main character uh, is taken to um, an ocean base um, and has to descend to the bottom of the Mariana Trench uh, to an underwater station there where research is being undertaken. But they've lost contact with the station. And the reason that he's being sent down there is that his brother uh, is the head researcher down there and they've been receiving some disturbing messages from him. And so as he goes down, um, without giving too much away, it turns out that this substance that they're studying at the bottom of the Mariana Trench isn't exactly uh, innocent or or friendly and may actually be quite sinister. And there's some extremely claustrophobic, terrifying stuff that takes place in the tiny, tiny darkened corridors of this station that has the pressure of the entire ocean pressing down on it. And the thing that I loved about this book is how Nick Cutter absolutely makes you feel that intensity and that claustrophobia and that darkness and just the weight of all that water pressing down on the characters. You really, really feel that. And it's something that's playing in the characters' minds as well the entire time they're there, that at any point the metal walkways could just, like, give way and they could be crushed by... Tons and tons and tons of of, of ocean water just um just oh, jeez. So yeah, oh, oh, you're giving sorry. me palpitations. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this type. I, I I actually really love this type of this type of horror, particularly as well. Obviously, you've got the the situation and how uh, worrying and terrifying the actual situation of being underwater and being in an isolated place so you can't easily escape. Um, but also, I love the, this this type of horror in that. You, the actual thing that you're dealing with, often you, you, you have to, you don't know what is a, it's about. And often the fact that you don't know much makes it worse than if you did. 
um, because it, it because it, it's just the fear of the unknown and your imagination just runs wild. Yeah, and he does such such a wonderful job with the setting that almost that kind of stuff, that the actual kind of horror when it happens, um, is given such 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 a sinister context that um, it, you can't help but be affected by it. And I have a very strong stomach when it comes to, to horror, but there's stuff in this book that made me go, oh, oh my god, that's effed up. <laughs> so if you're a fan Ooh. of if you're a fan of getting disturbed by some pretty out there horror, The Deep by Nick Cutter um, is a wonderful uh, excursion into the realms of sinister horrificness. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jeez Louise. Okay, well, that... read, um, uh, have, have this like uh, affiliation with um, virus novels or outbreak contagion stories is this is this something that you've been getting into more post covid or is this an ongoing love of death of yours <laughs> uh, no i haven't i haven't been um particularly searching out kind of this kind of stuff um in the in the light of covid it's just uh, it's just a coincidence but i i i i've often read books like this through my life so um yeah it's it's an ongoing uh, interest of mine. Does, um, did watching the news of the virus unfold on your TV or your little smartphone screen, did that appear as a bizarre kind of um, life imitating art kind of uh, uh, sequence for you? Or, or were you sort of um, surprised by how bland the reality of <laughs> a pandemic can be. I mean, the, the, the books that I read are often books like this, or like, you know, Stephen King's The Stand, where, you know, it's such an exaggerated kind of experience where it really is ap apocalyptic. Um, and, you know, so, so there's, uh, I don't really say there's life imitating art, but it's, um, it's certain, it certainly increases the anxiety, I guess, reading books like this during this time. And um, we were just talking the other day, um, we had a guest on the podcast, um, and we were talking about how um, a lot of people that have come through this podcast over the past few weeks have also read books where the characters wind up quite isolated, um, and that that's something that has been noticed a little bit more just in the context of, of what's going on in, in daily life as well. So I don't know whether whether it's necessarily that we're seeking these books out or whether maybe we're just noticing it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I think it's we're relating to it a bit more. I mean, uh, this has been a consistent topic, a re recurring topic of discussion throughout this podcast, that so many people are actually drawn to this particular topic of, of isolation, but also when a particularly negative um particularly when there's some sort of like uh, illness or, or virus or pandemic-related uh, event going on in a book. It's actually been something that people have been drawn to. I mean, you and I, Ben, both know this for um, we, when we talked about Laura Jean McKay's book, um, that there was so much that we connected with it in terms of the fact that it, even the timing of the book coming out uh, made us uh, really engage with it a lot more on a new level. Hmm. Um, so let's try. I, I'm curious what your selection is, Ben, because after that description, uh, I'm almost in the mood for something a little bit more cheery. 
to pick us up um, is yours. Uh, I'm sorry, Nick, I can't deliver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason for that is I've been reading Michael Robotham. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, his new novel is snappy. It's golden. He um, he just gets better with age. He's a veteran of psychological thrillers and, um, boy, he does something good. Um, so it's a new um, uh, Cyrus Haven thriller. It's called uh, When She Was Good. Um, it'll be, uh, well, it's available for pre-order right now on our beautiful book website, but um, it will be on the shelves as of the 28th of July. Um, Michael Robotham is an Australian guy. He uh, has lived and worked in the UK for a lot of his life. He is a journalist, a ghost writer. He, writing is just in his blood. Um, and he has written some incredible thrillers. Um, this one uh, picks up a thread of a previous novel uh, all about a, a a girl known as Angel Face um, who was found in a murder scene in the most horrific of circumstances, hiding, and she refused to speak and she refused to um, identify who she was, um, uh, just a, a, a little girl at the time. And... Uh, she befriends Cyrus, who is this psychologist who is affiliated with Scotland Yard and the, and the cops. Um, it goes up um, taking a kind of a, a, a um, shrink's eye view on really grisly crime, um, which is very interesting. Uh, and this girl known as Angel Face and um, later Evie, um, uh, has this fantastic ability of being a, um, a kind of a, a truth knower. She has a almost 100% perception rate on lies. So you can't lie to this person, um, which is a, a fascinating ability and uh, proves very handy in the line of uh, uh, police work. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a horrific story. Um, Michael does not spare on the decapitations and the um, pedophile rings, um, but uh, you you just can't stop reading. They're, they're split perspective chapters. You get these really short, sharp chapters that give you just enough, and you split from Cyrus's point of view to this girl's point of view, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, until this um, wonderful story just unfolds and you are on the edge of your little seat. Oh, wow. Goodness me. Well, that's a nice positive change of pace. Um, but <laughs> sounds like a, it sounds like a, a book that Mark would be very into as well, kind of in that thriller horror style. Is it, is it, is it more, is it kind of similar in terms of the actual brutal, gory, terrifying body horror details, or is it much more kind of psychological? Is it much more? Far more psychological. Um, and, and again, you know, as you were hitting on before, the the, the um, effectiveness of um, Risley stories is in withholding detail, um, in giving uh, the sense of fear and instilling that in the reader and letting their imagination um, run wild with the unspeakable kind of things that, that, that could have happened. Um, and in particular, when, when you have a, a, a hero who's probably a victim of terrible things. Both Cyrus and the girl, Evie, are both 
victims of, of really traumatic episodes and that helps them relate to this world they're navigating. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally on the, the psychological bent and it's really sharp and interesting in that aspect. Do you need what? to have read his other books to jump in on this one? Absolutely not. Um, if this is your first Robotham, you will be in heaven um, or hell. Uh, but <laughs> hell. Uh, yeah, you don't need to read the other ones. Uh, you can just pick up straight in. It's it's like um, watching a really good movie. Excellent. Wow. Great recommendation. And uh, all horror fans or thriller fans out there, uh, this that looks like the next go-to for you. Um, so uh, we like to finish our... Uh, our podcast by talking about an Australian author um, to shout out. And I'll throw to you, Ben, uh, for this one. Who is the Australian author we're shouting out? Is it along the lines of the of other books we've been talking about today? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I want to shout out um, Laura Elvery, um, whose uh, new novel, uh, no, it's not a novel, it's a collection of short stories, um, Ordinary Matter, has uh, just arrived in my house and is joining my to-be-read pile. Um, uh, Laura uh, had a, a previous collection called Trick of the Light. She's also written for a number of Australian publications. Um, she's a very celebrated um, Australian uh, short story writer. Um, she's a Brisbane girl. And um, this new one is um, it's described as a high-concept short story collection. Yeah. Um, and it is... Each story is inspired by one of the moments in history in which a woman um, won the Nobel Prize or one of the Nobel Prizes for the sciences. Um, uh, they're really important stories uh, and it's a really thought-provoking sort of concept and I'm, I'm sure the collection is going to be really good. So I'm going to be tucking into that very soon. Excellent. And when does that book out? Oh, that's a really good question, Nick. Um it will be out 1st of September. Excellent. Oh, cool. I, do, I actually really uh, enjoy uh, short stories, and I think it's a very undervalued – I think it's an uh, underrated art form in turn when it comes to writing. So that sounds like an awesome collection that uh, should, should be being added to many people's to-be-read piles. Um, I think that will bring us to the end of today's uh, Daily Booktopian podcast. Um, so for all of our listeners, uh, you can – listen to this podcast you can download it you can uh, listen to it on our itunes and our soundcloud app as well as other interviews discussions author pieces and more um thank you very much ben and mark for coming on the podcast today we'll be back with another episode of the daily booktopian tomorrow and until then keep reading and please stay safe thank you for listening to the booktopia podcast channel don't forget you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au.